Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show, where financial planning becomes understandable. Your host, David C. Treese, is a licensed financial advisor who specializes in retirement income planning. Do you know where your income will come from in retirement? David helps people know where their paychecks will come from in retirement. David's desire for each of his clients is to have financial confidence, protection, and growth. We believe this is achievable with the right plan in place. Together, we'll build a plan specific to your financial goals. We work with clients from all over, and we'd love to connect with you. Go to clientsexcel.com to connect with us. If you'd like to speak with us, call our office at 864-641-7955. Thanks for listening. Now to the show. Welcome back to show number 66 of the Excel in Retirement show. I appreciate you listening. On Labor Day, which was yesterday for us, we ran, or I ran, I should say, the Reedy River 10K, which is 6.2 miles with my buddy Greg. And I am glad I had committed to run it a couple months before because I was dreading it. We had to get up at about 4.45 to make it down there for the 7 o'clock start. I like to give myself plenty of time so you don't get stressed out beforehand. It's really hard to back out of something when you've told somebody you'll be there and you're going to show up. When we registered, the form online had asked us to anticipate what our completion time would be. And I must have been thinking I could fly that day because we were placed in the first heat to take off. And after maybe a thousand meters or so, I was thinking there is no way in the world I'll be able to maintain this pace for the whole race. These guys in this first heat, they were running like a five or six minute mile pace overall in the race after I looked at the results afterwards. And there is no way I could have kept up with that. I should have been back in the D heat, ABCD. I should have been in the D group. So for the 6.2 miles, I could almost hear a vacuum sucking me to the back of the pack. It was crazy. Uh, when I when I'm under-trained like that for a race, my goals get reduced to two primary objectives. I can remember the first 10-miler race I ever did, the only one I've ever done, in fact, back in 2007. My goal was to run the whole time and not quit. And those were my two objectives. Never stop running until it's over. And the second goal is to finish. And I can happily report that I accomplished those goals yesterday. It's easy to see people passing you and become dissatisfied as they're passing you. And I've found that when I begin comparing myself to other runners who may have that runner's body, that's in air quotes, or have other perceived advantages, it's easy to get sulky. But what good does this really do? After all, I heard it once said that the death of contentment is comparison. And I really think there's a lot of truth in that. Sometimes when people meet with me after we've talked about their investment accounts and and looked at what they're doing right now, they ask me how their money compares to other people. And I'm always really careful to answer this question. I think what most people are asking when they ask that question, though, is a deeper question. They may not even realize it, though, but what I've found is they're normally concerned about whether they have enough money to retire or not. It's easy when you don't feel like you have enough money to become discontent, but it's really self-defeating. The better perspective may be to ask, how can I make my money last as long as possible? The absolute wrong perspective, I would say, is to feel like you should aggressively invest because you don't have enough money or you don't have enough time and you want your money to rapidly increase. 
We hear from folks with differing amounts of money, similar trains of thought, and it's, 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 you need to exercise caution with that train of thought. Remember, just because we perceive something doesn't necessarily mean it's completely accurate. The flip side of this, though, is overconfidence bias. A website called TopTail, T-O-P-T-A-L, was quoted as saying, outside of finance, in a 1980 study, 70 to 80 percent of drivers reported themselves to be in, sa- in, a, in the safer half of the distribution. Multiple studies of doctors, lawyers, students, and CEOs have found these individuals uh, tend to have unrealistically positive self-evaluations and overestimations of contributions to past positive outcomes. While confidence can be a valuable trait, it can also lead to biased investing decisions. And so the point is, is that uh, maybe more educated people tend to be more overconfident. So obviously there's a fine balance between feeling like you don't have enough money or feeling like you're set no matter what comes your way. A more constructive way to approach this topic is to figure out how long your money can last in retirement. So we want to agree on some projections that we can make and some primary goals that we can have to make your money last as long as possible. And so we'll base that on projections of what we think may happen or what we want to plan for. One of the primary goals as a financial advisor I have is to help your money late or help you make your money last as long as possible. The worst thing we want to happen is for you to run out of money. On the chance that you live to be 105 years old, we want you to have what you need if it's at all possible. This is the starting point when we're doing comprehensive, holistic financial planning. What some people may not realize is that we don't need to continually earn double-digit returns to make our money last as long as possible. We need productive returns that are consistent. If we're taking on big risk with our money and we're aggressively investing, then our chances for consistent returns goes down. In fact, big losses can eat a person's money up on a catastrophic level. So if you're taking big chances, that means that there's a big chance that you could lose money, and that can really set you back. I follow several finance accounts on Twitter, And one of the accounts I follow was discussing cryptocurrency. There's a lot of talk about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and and the others. And one person was saying that uh, young crypto investors, they don't realize or understand that if you lose 30% of your position, you have to make more than 30% to break even. You'd have to make over 42.5% to break even if you lose 30%, believe it or not. So think about that. If you lose 30%, you have to make 42.5% to break even. How long does that take? What if it takes a couple years like it did in the early 2000s tech crash? The market doesn't always bounce back like we saw last year with the COVID crash. Or again, in the late 2000s with the Great Recession, it took several years for the market to come back. If you're only relying on stock market investments for retirement income, It will be more impactful when the market corrects for you because you're taking money out of the market for income in a down market. So if you're taking money out to live on and the market is down, this may cause you to run out of money years before you otherwise would. 
At our firm, we lessen the impact of market downturns for our clients. And as always, I'd be happy to share more with you on this. You can just call 864-641-7955 or you can send me an email at david at clientsexcel.com. I'd be happy to speak with you and share more about how we help folks. I appreciate you listening here today. Please tune in next week for episode 67. Have a great day. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.